Runo eleven of Kalevala, the Land of the Heroes, by Elias Lunrot, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty-four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo eleven, Lemminkainen and Kiliki. Argument: Lemminkainen goes to seek a wife among the noble maidens of Sari at first they laugh at him but afterwards become very friendly but kiliki on whose account he has come will not listen to him and at length he carries her off by force drags her into his sledge and drives away with her kiliki weeps and especially reproaches lemminkainen with his fondness for war and lemminkainen promises not to go to war if kiliki promises never to go to the village dances and both swear to observe these conditions lemminkainen drives home and mother rejoices in her young daughter-in-law now tis time to speak of ati of that lively youth to gossip ati dweller in the island he the scapegrace son of lempi in a noble house was nurtured by his dear and much-loved mother where the bay spread out most widely where the cape extended furthest kauko fed himself on fishes ati was reared up on perches and he grew a man most handsome very bold and very ruddy and his head was very handsome and his form was very shapely yet he was not wholly faultless but was careless in his morals passing all his time with women wandering all around at night-time when the maidens took their pleasure in the dance with locks unbraided keely beauteous maid of sari sari's maiden sari's flower in a noble house was nurtured and her stature grew most graceful sitting in her father's dwelling resting there in seat of honour long she grew and wide was famous suitors came from distant regions to the far-famed maiden's homestead to the dwelling of the fair one for his son the sun had wooed her but she would not go to sunland where the sun is ever burning in the burning heats of summer for his son the moon had wooed her but she would not go to moonland where the moon is ever shining in the realms of air to wander for his son a star had wooed her but she would not go to starland through the live-long night to glimmer in the open skies of winter many suitors came from viro and from ingerland came others none among them pleased the maiden and she answered all as follows tis for naught your gold you squander and your silver waste for nothing never will i go to viro neither go nor in the future row a boat through viro's waters nor will move a punt from sari nor will eat the fish of viro nor the fish soup eat of viro nor to ingerland i'll travel nor its slopes and shores will visit there is hunger naught but hunger want of trees and want of timber want of water want of wheat-fields there is even want of rye-bread then the lively Lemminkainen, he the handsome Kaukomili, now resolved to make a journey and to woo the flower of Sari. Seek at home the peerless fair one, with her beauteous locks unbraided. But his mother would dissuade him, and the aged woman warned him, Do not seek, my son, my darling, thus to wed above your station. There are none would think you noble of the mighty race of Sari said the lively lemminkainen said the handsome kaukomili if my house is not as noble nor my race esteemed so mighty for my handsome shape they'll choose me for my noble form will take me 
but his mother still opposed her unto lemminkainen's journey to the mighty race of sari to the clan of vast possessions there the maidens all will scorn you and the women ridicule you little heeded lemminkainen and in words like these he answered i will check the women's laughter and the giggling of their daughters sons i'll give into their bosoms children in their arms to carry then they will no longer scorn me thus i'll stop their foolish jesting then his mother made him answer woe to me my life is wretched if you mock the sorry women bring to shame the modest maidens you will bring yourself in conflict and a dreadful fight will follow all the noble youths of sorry full a hundred skilful swordsmen all shall rush on thee unhappy standing all alone amidst them little heeded lemminkainen all the warnings of his mother chose the best among his stallions and the steed he quickly harnessed and he drove away with clatter to the village famed of sorry there to woo the flower of sorry she the peerless maid of sorry but the women ridiculed him and the maidens laughed and jeered him in the lane he drove most strangely strangely to the farm came driving turned the sledge all topsy-turvy at the gate he overturned it then the lively lemminkainen mouth awry and head down sunken while his black beard he was twisting spoke aloud the words which follow never aught like this i witnessed never saw i never heard i that the women laughed about me and the maidens ridiculed me little troubled lemminkainen and he spoke the words which follow is there not a place in sari on the firm ground of the island for the sport that i will show you and for dancing on the greensward with the joyous girls of sari with their fair unbraided tresses then the sari maidens answered spoke the maidens of the headland there is room enough in sari on the firm ground of the island for the sport that you shall show us and for dancing on the greensward for the milkmaids in the meadows and the herd boys in their dances very lean are sari's children but the foals are sleek and fattened little troubled lemminkainen but engaged himself as herd-boy passed his days among the meadows and his nights mid lively maidens sporting with the charming maidens toying with their unbound tresses thus the lively lemminkainen he the handsome kaukomili ended soon the women's laughter and the joking of the maidens there was not a single daughter not a maid however modest but he did not soon embrace her and remain a while beside her one alone of all the maidens of the mighty race of sari would not list to any lover not the greatest man among them kiliki the fairest maiden loveliest flower of all in sari then the lively lemminkainen he the handsome kaukomili wore a hundred boats to tatters rowed in twain a hundred oars as he strove to win the maiden kiliki herself to conquer kiliki the lovely maiden answered him in words that follow wherefore wander here o weakling racing round me like a plover always seeking for a maiden with her tin adorned girdle i myself will never heed you till the stone is ground to powder till the pestle stamped to pieces and the mortar smashed to atoms not i care for such a milksop such a milksop such a humbug i must have a graceful husband i myself am also graceful i must have a shapely husband i myself am also shapely and a well-proportioned husband i myself am also handsome but a little time thereafter scarce had half a month passed over 
on a certain day it happened as was usual in the evenings all the girls had met for pleasure and the beauteous maids were dancing in a grove near open country on a lovely space of heathland kiliki was first among them she the far-famed flower of sorry thither came the ruddy scoundrel there drove lively lemminkainen with the best among his horses with the horse that he had chosen right into the green arena where the beauteous maids were dancing kiliki he seized and lifted then into the sledge he pushed her and upon the bearskin sat her that upon the sledge was lying with his whip he lashed the stallion and he cracked the lash above him and he started on his journey and he cried while driving onward o ye maidens may ye never in your lives betray the secret speak of how i drove among you and have carried off the maiden but if you will not obey me you will fall into misfortune to the war i'll sing your lovers and the youths beneath the sword-blades that you hear no more about them see them not in all your lifetime either in the streets when walking or across the fields when driving kiliki lamented sorely sobbed the beauteous flower of sari let me but depart in safety let the child depart in safety set me free to journey homeward to console my weeping mother if you will not now release me set me free to journey homeward oh then i have five strong brothers and my uncle's sons are seven who can run with hare-like swiftness and will haste the maid to rescue when she could not gain her freedom she began to weep profusely and she spoke the words which follow i poor maid was born for nothing and for naught was born and fostered and my life was lived for nothing since i fall to one unworthy in a worthless fellow's clutches one for battle always ready and a rude ferocious warrior answered lively lemminkainen said the handsome kaukomili kiliki my dearest heart-core thou my sweetest little berry do not vex yourself so sorely do not thus give way to sadness i will cherish you when eating and caress you on my journeys whether sitting whether standing always near when i am resting wherefore then should you be troubled wherefore should you sigh for sorrow are you therefore grieved so sorely therefore do you sigh for trouble lest the cows or bread might fail you or provisions be deficient do not vex yourself so sorely i have cows enough and plenty plenty are there milk to yield me some murikis in the marshes some mansikis on the hillsides some puolukas on the clearing sleek they are although unfoddered fine they are although untended in the evening none need bind them in the evening none need loose them no one need provide them fodder nor give salt in morning hours or perchance are you lamenting sighing thus so full of trouble that i am not high descended nor was born of noble lineage if i am not high descended nor was born of noble lineage yet have i a sword of keenness gleaming brightly in the battle this is surely high descended and has come of noble lineage for the blade was forged by hisi and by yumala twas polished thus am i so high descended and i come of noblest lineage with my sword so keenly sharpened gleaming brightly in the battle but the maiden sighed with anguish and in words like these made answer o thou ati son of lempi if you would caress the maiden keep her at your side for ever dove-like in thy arms for ever pledge thyself by oaths eternal not again to join in battle 
whether love of gold may lure you or your wish is fixed on silver then the lively lemminkainen answered in the words which follow here i swear by oaths eternal not again to join in battle whether love of gold may lure me or my wish is fixed on silver but thyself on oath must pledge thee not to wander to the village whether for the love of dancing or to loiter in the pathways then they took the oaths between them and with oaths eternal bound them there in Yumala's high presence in the sight of the almighty ati should not go to battle nor should kili seek the village then the lively lemminkainen whipped his steed to faster running shook the reins to urge him onward and he spoke the words which follow now farewell to sari's meadows roots of pine and trunks of fir trees where i wandered for a summer where i tramped throughout the winter and on cloudy nights took shelter hiding from the stormy weather while i waited for my dear one and to bear away my darling on he urged his prancing courser till he saw his home before him and the maiden spoke as follows and in words like these addressed him lo i see a hut before us looking like a place of famine tell me whose may be the cottage whose may be this wretched dwelling then the lively lemminkainen answered in the words which follow do not grieve about the hovel sigh not for the hut before you we will build us other houses and establish better dwellings built of all the best of timber with the very best of planking thus the lively lemminkainen reached again his home in safety finding there his dearest mother she his old and much-loved mother and his mother spoke as follows and expressed herself in this wise long my son have you been absent long in foreign lands been roaming said the lively lemminkainen and he spoke the words which follow i have brought to shame the women with the modest girls have sported and have well repaid the laughter and the jests they heaped upon me to my sledge the best i carried and upon the rug i sat her and between the runners laid her and beneath the rug i hid her thus repaid the laughing women and the joking of the maidens o oh, my mother who hast borne me o oh, my mother who hast reared me i have gained what i have sought for and have won what most i longed for now prepare the best of bolsters and the softest of the cushions in my native land to rest me with the young and lovely maiden then his mother spoke as follows and in words like these expressed her now to yumala be praises praise to thee o great creator for the daughter thou hast sent me who can fan the flames up brightly who can work at weaving deftly and is skilful too in spinning and accomplished too in washing and can bleach the clothes to whiteness for thy own weal thank him also good is one and good brought homeward good decreed by the creator good that's granted by his mercy on the snow is fair the bunting fairer yet is she beside thee white the foam upon the water whiter yet this noble lady on the lake the duck is lovely lovelier yet thy cherished darling brilliant is a star in heaven brighter yet thy promised fair one let the floors be wide expanded and the windows widen greatly let new walls be now erected all the house be greatly bettered and the threshold new constructed place new doors upon the threshold for the youthful bride beside you she of all the very fairest she the best of all the maidens and the noblest in her lineage end of runo 11 recording by expatriate in bangor maine